and give him praise give him praise give him praise for he is worthy of your praise hallelujah hallelujah saints as you're standing begin to lift your hands unto the Lord begin to lift your hands unto the Lord amen begin to lift your hands and worship him just we want to take this one minute just to worship him just to give him glory and honor for his goodness just to bless him for his marvelous works and his wonderful acts unto the children of men. Come on, praise him. Worship him. Worship him with your hands lifted up. With your mouth filled with praise. Begin to worship him right where you are. Begin to bless him. And the Lord is going to lift your burden. Begin to praise him. And you will begin to feel free. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. We bless you, O God. We give you glory. We give you honor for you are worthy. Open those mouths and bless him. Open those mouths and bless him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Open that mouth and bless him. Just begin to worship him. Begin to worship him right where you are. Begin to worship him. Worship him for who he is. Worship him for the marvelous things he has done. Give him praise. Give him praise, oh ye people. He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. For he has done great things. He has done great things. We bless you, oh Lord. We bless you, oh God. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, O Lord. We glorify you. We worship you for who you are, Lord. We bless you, O God. You are worthy of your praise. You are worthy of your worship. You deserve our worship. You deserve our worship, O Lord. We bless you even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, glory be to God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, God. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. There's victory in your worship. There's victory in your worship. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. A worshiper is victorious. Hallelujah. We bless you, O oh God. We bless you now. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you can in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We give God glory and honor. We praise him on this day. Amen. We are glad to be here in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of his saints. Amen. We give God glory. Amen. Fighting a little bit myself. Amen. Battling. Amen. From the inner man. Why should I be down when Christ has set me free? Why should I be bound? When Jesus has brought me to liberty, amen, I will shout the shout of victory, amen, 
for I know what he's done for me. Amen. We give God glory and honor. It's so wonderful to be here today. Amen. In your presence, thanking God for those of you who are here. Amen. That you counted it not robbery to be here in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for our brother Leon, Leo today. Amen. Filling in for our brother Leon. Amen. Thank God for him coming to help out. Amen. We just bless God for him. And our sister Golda coming with him, his wife. Amen. Bless God for her. Amen. Being in our midst today. Amen. We thank y'all for being with us and giving us a hand in the name of Jesus. God is good and all the time. God is great. God is great. Amen. He is greatly to be praised. Amen. Open up your Bibles with me, saints, to Job, the first chapter. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word is right. Amen. We will be looking between Job 1 and 2. Amen. And also, get with me Revelation 12. Again, Revelation 12. Amen. Still on our subject, which we won't leave until the Lord says so. I must believe God. Amen. These are the days and times that you must believe God. Amen. We got to declare that from our mouths. Lord, I believe we got to be like that blind man who Jesus asked him, does thou believe on the Son of God? And the blind man said, Lord, where is he that I might believe on him? And Jesus said, he that speaketh to you is he. And the blind man said, Lord, I believe. Amen. I must believe God. Amen. Regardless of what I'm going through, regardless of what's happening in my life, I must believe God. That's a must for me. Amen. Doesn't matter how many of you leave the church. Doesn't matter, amen, who's here. I must believe God. If I come out to service and you're not here, I got to believe God. Amen. I got to trust in God. I believe God to pay this mortgage. I believe God to pay the bills, and he has. For the past four years, the bills have been paid. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give God glory and honor. Hallelujah. They have foreclosed on churches since 2008, more than in the history of the world. But Mount Olive still has a building. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Saints, you don't know what a blessing this is. Churches are folding. Folding. Closing their doors. But we're still standing by the grace of God. As our pastor said in her message, still standing by the grace of God. Amen. Our thought for today. Once again, I am on divine assignment. Again, I am on divine assignment. How many of you know that you're on divine assignment? 
Amen. And whatever your assignment is, don't get off of your assignment. Somebody said, well, Bishop, I don't know what my assignment is. Well, what do you love the most? Whatever your love, whatever you love the most, that's your assignment. And that's what you need to use to glorify God. Give God your best. You said, well, the only thing I can do is usher. Be the best at ushering. Well, the only thing I can do is watch the door. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Amen. Whatever you do for God, do your best at it because you are on divine assignment. Amen. The challenge for today to make a divine declaration four times a day. Amen. How many of y'all ready for that? Amen. As, we, as we're fasting from our thoughts, how many of you still fasting on your thoughts? Man, I never had so much correction during this fast. Man. I must make to make a divine revelation four times a day. That means that you go in God's word, you get something from God's word concerning you, and you declare it in the atmosphere. You declare it in your house. You declare it on your job. Wherever you might be at that certain time, declare it to make a divine declaration four times a day. We want to do that in the Lord. Amen. Going into the book of Job, amen, and those of you who, you Bible scholars that have read the book of Job, you know what Job's book is about. It's about suffering. Job suffered. He suffered. And it's not that he did anything to suffer. He suffered because Job was in the hands of someone who was on assignment. I'm going to say it again. Job was in the hands of someone who was on assignment. And I need you to understand this today. The enemy is on assignment. And he has caused himself to watch you. Some people think, you know, well, let me go to the bar. Because if I go to the bar, I know Satan's there. Or some people would say, well, let me go to the dance hall. Because if I go to the dance hall, I know Satan's at the dance hall. Someone else may say, well, I'm going to the liquor store. Because I know if I go to the liquor store, I know definitely I can find Satan there. Better yet, if I go to the drug den, I'll find Satan there. But little do they know, Satan is not in them places. Because there's nothing there for him. Everybody there is already serving him. Satan wants those who's not serving him. Satan's primary place to be is near the worshiper. In the church, in the house of God. That's where Satan desires to be. That's where his assignment is. <clears throat> his, the people that's on drugs, the people that's doing alcohol, 
He's already got them. He don't want them because he has them. Amen. Satan wants the ones he can't get, the ones he can't have. He's on assignment to get the Christian. He's on assignment to get the believer. He's on assignment to get the one that says, I must believe God. Amen. 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 Now, security, please get this little fellow over here walking up and down in the church. Let's get him to the back of the church. Satan wants who he can't have. That's who he wants. He wants who's forbidden to him to have. And because of this, most of you don't know it, but you've been under surveillance. How many praying people? How many people I got in here? Pray. How many praying people are in here today? Let me tell you something. You under surveillance. You're being stalked. You're being watched. Wow. Because Satan will watch those and he stalks those who have a prayer life. Who read the word of God. Who make a declaration that I will believe God in spite of the circumstances I'm following, I'm going through, in spite of what's happening in my life, in spite of my situation, I'm going to believe God. That's who the enemy is watching. That's right. He's not with the alcoholic. He's not with the drug addict. He's not with the smoker. He wants to be in the church. Amen. That's where he desires to be. Job 1. Verse, the first verse. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Listen to his substance. His substance also was, listen, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men in the, of the East. Now, when he says the East, he's speaking of the Middle East as we know it now. And his sons went and feasted in their homes, in their houses, every one his day, and went and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job went and sacrificed. Job sent and sacrificed them. Sancti- excuse me, sanctified them. You ain't got my glasses, see that? And sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continuously. I needed to read that because I needed us to get a picture of Job and to see what kind of man that Job was. First of all, he was a rich man, a very rich man, a man with 10 children, and he loved God. He was perfect. He was a righteous man. He feared God, and wherever there was evil, you would not find Job. Job stayed away from evil. That meant Job didn't go to parties. 
That meant Job didn't go to, to Christmas parties where there was going to be liquor. Those of you that drop your head, you just told on yourself. He didn't go to Christmas parties where liquor was going to be present. Job did not attend. Job did not attend the, the burlesque uh, club. Job stayed away from things. Why? Because he shunned evil. Because his life was to please God. He used his life to glorify God, and he did it even by showing that maybe his sons have sinned and cursed God in his heart, and Job would even make sacrifices for them to make sure that they were right with God. Not only did he want himself right, he wanted his household right. So he gave God thanks for everything. He was rich. See, a lot of us will never be rich. Because if we got rich, we probably wouldn't serve God. We'd be out on our yacht in the water. Be outside counting our string of Palapanese. That's an old joke. That's a, from the honeymooners. He was trying to say polo ponies, and he said, forget it. Anyway, rich people don't depend on God. A lot of them don't. That's why Jesus said it would be easier for a camel to make it through the eye of a needle than it would be for a rich man to get into heaven because a rich man depends on his riches and not God. His faith is in his substance. His faith is in his material things. He very, rare, very rarely do you find rich people that put their faith in God because they believe they have everything and they don't need God. So most of them don't put their trust. They don't put their faith. They don't believe God because, and they don't, a lot of them don't even believe in God because of the things they have. They think that being rich in the world satisfies everything. And what they don't know is that they're so wrong. Because the only way we can make it in this world is with the Lord. And even if it looks like that we are making it without God, then we have deceived ourselves. We need the Lord. Look around and tell your neighbor, I need the Lord. Look around at your neighbor on the other side, tell him, you need the Lord. Amen. And Job had all this, all this richness. But Job, how many of you know that there's always an exception? There's always somebody that's an exception. Even though Job was rich, he still served God. How many exceptional people do we have in here today? Mm, I'm going to bless God regardless of what I'm going through or what's happening in my life. I'm going to still give God praise. I'm going to give God glory and all. Listen, I don't have all my rent. I don't have all my mortgage that I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm still going to bless the Lord. Some of you just coming out to this church was a testimony today and was a blessing for you to be here because you came in spite of what you're going through. That's the greatest test of the Christian. Not when you can come to church when you're happy, when you can come to church when your flesh say don't come. When your flesh say you ain't got to go, you grown, you don't have to do what Bishop says. That's the bigger test, to come here when you don't feel like it. 
Somebody say, well, well, you know, I, I, I came today. You came because you felt like coming. Can you come when you don't feel like it? Can you get here even though you know you wanted to stay in bed? Boy, let me say something. This morning when I woke up, <laughs> I had a few thoughts. I spoke to myself a while. I said, self, we can sleep a little while longer if we cancel this first service. Somebody say press. See, the one with the press will go even though they don't feel like it. See, the ones who get blessed are the ones who do it when they don't feel like doing it. I might not feel like loving you, but I'm going to love you because that's what God, God has commanded that I do. See, every, no, everything is not about, you can't place anything on your feelings. Because feelings go up and feelings go down. Now the just shall live. Say it again. The just shall live by faith. This is what Job lived by. He lived by faith in God. He trusts God. And because Job trusts God, what Job didn't know, that Job was under surveillance. Not in the natural, in the spiritual. See, saints of God, that's why I've been telling y'all for years, watch what you say. Because the enemy is listening. Watch what you say. The enemy is listening. Listen, listen. Be careful with your attitude. He's watching your actions. He's watching your behavior. And he's looking to see what he can learn from you by what you say and what you do. Everybody here who loves the Lord, everybody here who says God's first, God is priority in my life, you are under watch. You are Satan's enemy public enemy number one to him wanted dead or alive without God that's the way the enemy is coming at you Job didn't know listen he was being watched wow you ever wonder why when you're trying to live all you can and then things just start happening and, and you're like, oh, where did that pain come from? Or you get an unexpected bill. Or all of a sudden people just call you and, and just mad at you. And you're like, what is this about? There are people that have been put. Let me tell you something. Even in your family, even in your friendships, there are people that have been put on assignment to throw you off course. There are people who's been put in your life for one purpose, and that is to get you off the path you are going. There are people sent with intent to stop you from going higher in the Lord. And it's done intentionally with purpose. Because Satan is on assignment. Oh, say it with me. Thank God for Jesus. Come on and give your hand praise for the Lord right now. Thank God 
that he's on our side. Hallelujah. Thank God that he's on our side. Now, there's a lot of people that say, well, the, the story of Job is not real. No one knows when Job's book was written. No one knows who wrote Job's book. Some people believe Moses wrote it, but no one really knows. But one thing we do know, and that is that Job lived. Ezekiel spoke about Job. James spoke about Job, even mentioned about his suffering and how he suffered patiently. Job was a real person. Am I speaking to real people in here? Am I speaking to real people with real lives, with real problems? This is about as real as it gets in this world anyway. This is real. I, let, let me tell you something. I may not like it, but I got to deal with it. That's just the bottom line. I may not feel too good about it, but I got to get through this. Say it with me, I got to get through this. Say it with me, I got to get through this. Finally, your topic, triumph through trials. Again, triumph through trials. TTT, triumph through trials. Beginning Job 1 at the 6th verse. Say, speak, Lord. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. How many heard that? Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Listen. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence cometh thou? In other words, where are you coming from? Listen, God is actually saying the question. He says, Satan, where have you been? What have you been up to? What are you doing? What, ha what have you been thinking up? God wants to know, where have you been? Listen what Satan tells God. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth. And walking up and down in it. Somebody say, Satan's busy. Satan's busy. See, I need us to understand that Satan is busy. Since his sin and his death, he's been busy. He never stops being busy. He's always busy. Boy, I used to remember, nice to hear the old folks say, well, you, you, you know the devil's busy. I say, where they get that from? The devil is busy. Well, God is showing it right here, Mother Mercedes. He just told the Lord, I'm walking to, I walk to and fro, up and down in the earth. I've just been going. I've been on my business. I've been busy. See, the Bible lets us know that he that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleeps. But I got to let you know something. The enemy never sleeps. He's always up. He's always thinking of plans. He's always looking for a way to get to God's people. How can I bother Sister Martha today? 
How can I upset her? How can I bother that Christian who got the high blood pressure and get that pressure to go up? That's the enemy. How can I upset that sister that used to suffer with depression before she came to the Lord? How can I get to her? Whew. I ain't been this quiet in a while. How can I throw her off course to where she's going to in God? That's Satan, because he's telling God here. I, listen, then Satan answered, from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. In other words, I've been going in the earth looking for something to do. I need you to understand that the forces of darkness are always looking for something to do. Why? Because Satan is not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at one time. The only one who's omnipresent is our God. The only one who's omniscient is our God. Satan don't know your thoughts. Satan don't know what you are. He don't know what's inside of you. But one thing he does know, that if he stalk you enough, he'll find out some things about you that he didn't know. And most of the time, it comes from you opening that hole in your face. And once you start talking, he begins to know exactly how you feel. That's why when we speak, it should be by faith. That's why when we talk, it should be about believing God. That's why we got to be careful with too much conversation. And just food for thought. When people come talking to you about your church, you tell me. Amen? Because you know what? We need to expose the enemy. Because when you expose Satan, he's in light and he can't do what he intended to do. Because Satan loves darkness. We need to expose him. And we need to tell him, listen, you say one more thing about my bishop and I'm going to tell him. Who's bold enough to do something like that? Who can do that? And listen, 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 I'm going to say something to you. Listen to this. If you say one more thing about Rosie, I'm going to tell her. Why don't we really start acting like we love one another and realize that, you know what, don't talk about my sister, don't talk about my brother, because if you talk about them, you'll talk about me. If you do that to them, what is it if you do it to me? Because you might be talking about them now, but tomorrow you'll be focused on me. Don't you know if they talk to you about somebody, they talking to somebody about you? Because a talker just talks. That's all he does. Satan says, I'm walking to and fro, up and down in the earth. And God is there with his angels, and the angels are called the sons of God. Not men. The angels are called the sons of God in the Old Testament. And somebody crashes the party. 
This is the way Satan's operating. He always looks to crash your party. He always looks to crash your good feeling. Yes, you shouted today. Yes, you spoke in tongues. Yes, you run up and down and you felt good in the church. But when you get home, the trial is coming. Tomorrow, the test is coming. Are you ready for the trial? Are you ready for the test? Because it's good to be with the saints of God and you feel good in the church. But there's a test outside the door. Some of y'all going through tests right now. Some of you going through things in your mind right now, even as I'm speaking. You're being tried on what you heard. And he's trying to distract you from getting this word. Taking you back to your vacation last year. Did I leave the stove on? Did I lock that door? Got you worrying about little things that meant nothing to you. And I bet you if you was at a barbecue, you wouldn't worry about nothing. It's funny. You, you know what? We all was at Sister Rosie's house in the summer. And you know what? No one. I watched. I, y'all didn't think I was watching. I watched. No one looked at their watch. Nobody looked at their watch. But in church... Y'all try to be discreet about it. Some of y'all good. Everybody, when you, you got people come to church and put God on a time. But when you go out for yourself, you're feeling good. You come to church, complain, church too long. You know, they hold service too long. But when you go to a barbecue, you don't no time limit. You get there at 9 o'clock, don't leave till 7 that evening, and they got to push you out. <laughs> Brought y'all to my house, and I said, oh, I need you tired. You don't get the hit? Go home. But you come to church and complain, church too long, you know that pastor speak too long, you know, he, they hold worship, they should, they should cut the time on worship. But anywhere else you go, you got no problem. Go out and shop for five hours, come back and feet swole up, but feel good. I, boy, I got this on sale. What I'm talking about is treating yourself better than you treat God. But we need to treat God better than what we treat ourselves. We need to feel good about coming out to the house of the Lord and stop putting God on a time slot. You came in here with your life, health, and strength. You got all your facilities working. Why can't you just be happy? And thank God for you being alive and being well. Because if you had been where I was yesterday, you would see that there's some broke up folks in the world. But thank God you can walk. Thank God you got the activities of your limbs. Thank God your mind is functioning properly. I just left a lady who was holding a stuffed dog and think it's real. But you got your mind. That's right. Because she walking around talking about, I got to feed my dog. Talking about, I got to walk him. And I ain't playing. But if you got your right mind, give God a praise right now. 
give God a praise right now because it didn't have to be because Satan loves stealing minds. Sometimes you, let me say, you said, well, Pastor, I ain't got nothing to declare. I ain't got nothing to declare four times a day. Just say, God, I thank you for my mind. God, I thank you for my mind. God, I thank you for a job. God, I thank you that you gave me the strength to work. I thank you that I have family. I thank you that somebody cares for me. Don't tell me you got nothing to bless God for. You got a lot to bless God for. But the enemy will make you think you don't, but you do. I'm telling you, you do. Because even if you can think about it, bless God. If you can walk, you need to bless God. Because there's a lot of people that can't walk. There's a lot of people that can't cook. There's a lot of people that, a lot of women that want a husband and you got one. He may not be much, but bless God for him. You got a wife and you're looking all over the fence to see the other one. You better thank God for what you have. Hmm. I got the best looking wife. She's fine. And she mine. That's right. And I don't want none of y'all and no one out there and no one in the magazine. Because I'm going to bless God for what I have, not what I don't have. Mm. He's walking up and down. That's who Satan is looking for. He's looking for, he's looking for someone. You see, Sneeko. Sneeko doing? You sit down and watch him for a minute. Looking at him. Demons studying him. Watching him. Sitting on the side of his bed while Nico sleep. In the spirit world where Nico can't see him. This ain't no joke. This is real. Fighting every word you say. Fighting every thought you have. Do it. No, do it this way. She look good, don't she? Look, just take a look. It's just ain't nothing wrong with it. You just looking. No, you're lusting. See what? Didn't he speak nice to you? Was he kind to you? Your husband don't say things like that to you. He comes in little sly ways. And you know what? You know what? Let me tell you something. The enemy, let me tell you something. Tell you something. He's strategic. He keeps working at a thing and working at a thing and working at a thing till he tweaks it just the way he wanted. And let me tell you something. He don't give up. He'll never give up on you. But God. But God. But God will never give up on you. So don't you give up on God. Say it with me. God won't give up on me. So I should never give up on God. Come on and give God a praise if you mean it right now. Give God a praise if you mean it right now. Listen to what God said. God said, the Lord said unto Satan, he said, has thou considered my servant Job? 
See, Satan's been walking up and down to and fro in the earth, right? Y'all heard that. That's what God, that's what he told God, right? He's been walking up and down to and fro in the earth. That's what he's been doing, walking up and down in it. But listen, my God don't have to walk up and down the earth. He knows what's in the earth, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and the world and they that dwell therein. He knows your thoughts before it come to your mind. He knows the words before it come out your mouth. God don't got to walk the earth. He knows everything in it. But Satan has to travel. He has to go to places when he wants to get there. His demons can't speak to them from where he is. They got to go to where he is, wherever he is, and talk with them on what they're doing. So see, and, th- and then when it looks like you've conquered that demon, another is dispatched. A stronger one who's more devious than the one that was taken care of. I wish y'all could see that play the screw tape letters. How the junior deacon was being, was being taught by a senior demon. I said deacon, bless you. A senior demon was teaching a junior demon on how to do his evil work. So when one, one evil spirit can't get you, Satan dispatches another immediately. Oh, you ought to bless God, the redeemed. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Those who have been redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Because every day you are under surveillance. Every day you are being watched. But every day you triumph. Every day you are a conqueror. Every day you have the victory. Every day you got the word on your side. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? In other words, I know Job. And guess, guess what God is telling him to say? He's God saying, I know you was at his house last night. And you've been watching him. Because even though God asked him what he's been doing, God already knew. Yes, he did. Did you hear me? God knows Satan's whereabouts. God knows the whereabouts of all his demons all over the world. God knows the whereabouts of his angels in the air. Y'all better bless this glorious, wonderful God, this great God you serve. Because he just don't know things in the natural. He knows everything in the spiritual because he created everything. Let me tell you something. As horrible as it may be, he knows the thoughts of Satan. He knows what Satan has on his mind. And he knew Satan's been surveilling Job and watching Job and hating Job because Job is a perfect man, a righteous man, a man that stays away from evil and makes sacrifices for his children unto God. He knows that Job is a worshiper. See, Satan hates worshipers. You want, to, you want to make Satan mad? Worship. See, because a worshiper doesn't just worship with his hands lifted up. A worshiper worships when he walks. A worshiper worships when he talks. A worshiper will worship into everything he does because a worshiper loves God. And in everything he does, he seeks and she seeks to please God. 
See, that's a worshiper. See, you thought you came here today to worship. No, your real test is when you leave this place and can you worship once you leave here? Anybody can worship when I'm looking. Anybody can worship when pastor's looking. What are you doing when you leave here? What are you doing at home? Hmm. What would your children say about you? What would your sons say about you? Hmm. What would be their take on your life? What would your people, what would your associates on your job say? Let me tell you something, because Christians don't curse. Christians don't stick up their middle finger. Christians don't, Christians don't participate in the dirty jokes on the job. Christians don't circulate dirty jokes. Christians don't put out uh, junk on Facebook. Christians say the right thing on Twitter and Snapchat. What's it? Snapchat. Thank you. Because a Christian knows I'm not just a Christian in the church. I'm a Christian at home. Because when you learn to worship all day long, when you come here, you come in like this. But when we got to pump you up to worship, when we got to pump you up to praise, that's because you're not doing it outside of here. Because worship comes easy. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. All I got to do is stick on his goodness. So that's why at home, you might see me go, bless you, God. You might see me when I cook, say, thank you, Lord. Why? Because I know what he's done for me. I know where he's brought me from. I know if it had not been for the Lord who's been on my side, I do not know where I would be. But I'm here by the grace of the Lord, by the grace of God. That's why I'm here. I don't know how you got here, but I came here through many trials, through many tribulations, but I've triumphed through them all. I was victorious through them all. Enemy's been trying to kill me since birth. Gave me spinal meningitis. My mother didn't know what was wrong with me. My head locked in my chest. And my mother told me herself, she said, I tried to pick your head up to make your head come up. But every time I tried it, your head kept going back. And the doctor told her when she got to the hospital, if you had moved his head, you would have snapped his neck. Bless be God. He's been trying to kill me since I got here. And the doctor told her, next time you see that, don't move them. Just get them to the hospital. Spinal meningitis. Caught a hernia and no one know how I got it. And I think my mother, what was it, a half inch or an inch away? An inch away from making me sterile. Where toy at? Where tray at? There you go. 
Isaiah, where's TJ? He ain't here, but he's alive. Because the devil intended for me not to have no children to continue this blessed work and blessed seed. And regardless to what my children look like right now, I must, I must believe God. It don't matter what they're doing, you gotta believe God in spite of what they're doing. I may not like it, but TJ's gonna be a preacher. I don't like what he's going through, but guess what? I had to go through some things. But when I look at him, I thank God that I say, I bless you, Lord, for a man of God. See, all your children is not going to be like Toya and love church from their birth. But thank God she did. See, I, I understand the prodigal son story because I got one. I got a daughter who's always with me. Oh, but when God brings the sons in, I don't want her to feel bad because I love her, but when God brings them in, whoa. God, I give you praise. God, I give you glory. Lord, I bless you. It's not what it looks like. It's just the devil messing, but God is still blessing. Mm. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. listen to the rap music let them look at the pornography because sooner or later they're going to get tired of it and when they least expect it they're going to reach out their hands and say Lord save me sit down sit down come on sit down I'm saying, but honey, this ain't right. And honey, this something, something. And honey, something, something. And my wife just said, honey, be patient. Be patient. Honey, don't, don't look at it like that. Just be patient with them. I'm like, well, who in the world are you? But God, thank God for a mother's love. Boy, because when nobody loves you, your mother loves you. See, but I'm starting to see the bigger picture now. Satan knows where my son comes from. He knows that when he was born, both me and my wife loved the Lord. He knows that he don't want TJ to get God good because when he do, he's going to be like his father. Got to see the bigger picture. That's what he don't want. He don't want another Troy. That's why I named him Troy. Because we about to blacken his eye. We're going to put our foot on his neck and we're going to hold him down 
and we're going to say victory, victory, victory. My name is victory. So, Satan talks to God, and God says, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one who fears God, and he shuns evil, and Satan speaks back. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear you for nothing? See, you worshipers, that's what Satan is saying about you. She don't worship you for nothing. She worship you because you give her everything. She worships you because you take care of her. She's, in other words, she has a motive for doing what she's doing. He has a motive for doing what he's doing. He just wants to not go to hell. That's why he's serving you. He doesn't want to go to hell. He thinks he's got the answer. And listen, listen what? He said, have thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hands and his substance is increased in the land, but put forth thy hand now. In other words, take your hand off him. Put forth thy hand now on all and touch all that he has and he will curse thee to thy face. That's what, Job, that's what Satan thinks of Job and that's what he's telling God and guess what? He believe it. He thinks he knows why Job is really serving God. One thing I thank God for in my relationship, no one knows but me and God. The love, the love and compassion that I share with him. You don't really know my fellowship and I thank God he don't tell you about it. You don't know about my relationship. That's why I look at no one and judge them and say, he ain't say, she ain't say. You don't know who's in the hand of Jesus. He might be drunk now, but that's just his issue that God is going to soon deliver him from. They might be smoking now, but that's just the issue that God's going to deliver them from. Remember at one time you smoked, you cursed, and you were drinking, and God delivered you. There are some people who serving God but got some issues. And God understand their issues. You might not, but God does. So you stop looking at them and sticking your nose up like you so saved. You saved to the 10th power. No, if you are strong, then strengthen the weak. When thou art converted, convert thy brother. Strengthen thy brother. Don't look at him and put him down because you think you so this top Christian, you go to Mount Olive and you praise God all the time and you just so saved because you on the five o'clock prayer line. You pray eight times a day. 
No, that don't make you saved. Juanita Bynum, thank God for her, 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 her transparency at one time. She was saying, boy, I had just got off a 30-day fast, and one of my ex-boyfriends came by the house after the 40-day fast, sorry, 40-day fast, and guess what? She went to bed with him after a 40-day fast. This stuff is real, saints. There are folks going through some real stuff. There are some Christians that don't know how to stand. But if you can stand, you need to give God a praise right now where you're at. If you're standing, if you're standing, give God a praise. If you're standing, give God a praise. I didn't mean to get up out your seat. I meant if you're standing in your mind against the work of the enemy. If you're standing in your heart with the word of God. If you're standing for righteousness, give God a praise. There's a whole lot of Christians who don't know how to stand. Sit down, sit down. Just give me five more minutes. Five minutes. Job was a man of integrity. Job was a man of character. Job had an attitude of worship. Job's attitude brought his blessings. I've been talking about attitude everywhere I go. Job's attitude got his blessings. The right attitude. And saints, I'm beginning to see it. Attitude is everything. Attitude says the way I've been thinking because all my thoughts develop my attitude. My attitude is how I think, how I perceive, how I see things, how I view things. That's my attitude. My attitude will determine what comes out my mouth. My attitude will determine what I'm going to do next. What my, my attitude determines what my reaction will be or what action I'm about to take. That's all decided by my attitude. And Job had an attitude about worshiping God and keeping himself pure before God. It was his attitude that made him rich. That's right. Amen. For with a good attitude, listen, you'll prosper. A good attitude will make you successful. You'll get the jobs that other folks went to school to get. You'll get the money that other folks got from other people. God will give it to you. You'll get the house that belonged to somebody else. God will take it from them and give it to you. God will give you the position because of your attitude towards him. You ain't got to take nothing from nobody. You ain't got to kiss up the boss. Just have a godly attitude. Just be a worshiper. That's all. That's what gets us where we go is our attitude. What's your attitude? How do you feel? Do you walk in feelings or do you walk by faith? What is your attitude? Go to a job and, and, and go there with a bad attitude on the interview. They ain't calling you back. Amen? Amen. But you know what? When you get to that job interview, you got to put on a different attitude. No matter and how you feeling, forget about that. You got to smile. Right. <laughs> yes. I, I would love to work here. Lying through your teeth. 
Just know you need some money. I would, I would love to be at this job. And no, you just said, I hate this place, but I need this job. I hate this place, but I need this job. Your attitude is all wrong. We need to question, what is my attitude? Listen, what is my attitude towards my marriage? What is my attitude towards being single? Because some people don't even realize, some people got an attitude towards God. See, and that's what, listen, listen. Thank you, God. I looked at this story and I said, oh my God, oh my God. Say, say it. Say it. What Satan wanted to get out of Job was the wrong attitude towards God. Mm. Listen, listen. What he said, in other words, he said, he said, if you take your hands off him, if you stop blessing him, his attitude will change towards you. And instead of bless you, he'll curse you. And that was Satan's intention to make Job change his attitude towards God. Now I want to ask you something. When your tests come, when your trial come, what is your attitude towards God? Do you stop praying? Do you stop reading the word? Do you go in the room and shut the door and sit there in the dark and just stay in your thoughts? Or do you go in the room and shut the door and just get in the presence of God? Because your attitude says a lot about who you are. Your attitude reads you. How you your attitude says automatically how you're going to respond. Don't tell, I've, seen, I've seen some attitudes, man. That's one thing as, as a leader you don't miss. That's attitude, man. I've seen the wrong attitudes destroy marriage. I've seen the wrong attitudes break up relationships. I've seen the wrong attitudes destroy church. But what, what Satan didn't know was that God, know, God knew he had a man with a good attitude. And he didn't look at things the way others looked at things. Go with me to the second chapter of Job and we finish. I'm going to show you according to the word of God how Job thought. Oh, this is a blessing. Mm. Starting at verse 7 and chapter 2. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto the crown, unto his crown, talking about from his foot to his head. And he took him a, a potsherd to scrape himself. In other words, he had some, some sort of pottery, a part of a pottery that he cooked to himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. He scraped his sores. Because 
after Satan destroyed everything he had, he found out that Job still didn't turn on God. He killed his children, all 10 of them. He took all his livestock. He destroyed all his land. Job went from rich to poor overnight. But his attitude towards God remained good. What about you? What kind of attitude would you have towards God if God took, if God allowed someone you love to leave the world? You know what? I've been here long enough. I've seen people have death in their family and they walked out on God. I've seen churches where the pastor sinned and got caught in adultery and infidelity and people in the church walked out on God. Serious? You're going to leave God because your pastor committed adultery? So, So you really wasn't here for God. You were following pastor. Amen? Amen. Who are you following? Because if I leave God because of something Rose did, I wasn't here for God. I was here for Rose. Amen? Amen? You can't come into church and get mad with somebody and then say, I ain't going to church no more. What's wrong with you? Something wrong with you. Who are you serving? Them or God? Amen? I'm finishing here. We'll get the rest of this next Sunday. And listen, then said his wife unto him, does thou still retain thy integrity? In other words, are you still going to continue to believe God? Are you still going to remain silent towards God? You have not said a negative thing even though your God has let all this stuff happen to you. Are you still trusting him? Listen. Are you still retaining thy integrity? Curse God and die. You look bad, man. You lost everything you had. What are you doing? Why are you still believing God? Now ask yourself a question. How do I think or what do I do towards God at my worst? Because that's what Job's wife was saying. You look bad. You don't have anything no more. You're not appealing to me no more. You look like a monster. Why don't you just end this and stop trying to still have a good attitude towards God? Curse him. Hmm. Listen what Job said. But Job said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? Listen. In all this, 
did not Job sin with his lips? In everything he went through, Job did not sin through his mouth. And that's a big part of who we are. What comes out of our mouth when we're going through? And he said, shall we not receive evil from the Lord? Job didn't even know that in the spirit realm, there was a meeting that took place about him. Job didn't even know that Satan was on assignment against him. But he, what he's saying, he's saying the Old Testament, the Old Testament creed is that what God, what God, what God commits, God did it. It's all the doing of God, whether it's evil or good. What God permits, God commits. But little did Job know, God was setting him up for greater. And I come to encourage you today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening in your life, God is setting you up for greater. And the enemy don't want you to see it, but there's greatness that's going to come out of you. There's blessings that God is going to rain down from heaven upon you. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Don't give up on God. Keep a good, positive attitude towards serving God. Because the worshiper will come out on top. He will triumph through the trials. You will come out on top in the end. I'm telling you, believe me, I've been at death's door. I was at death's door. Matter of fact, I had died. But God, who's always in control, he said, no, live. You can triumph through your trial right now. It doesn't matter what you're going through or what's been done to you. Forget your past. Your past is behind you now. God has a greater future for you. I need, I need more people like Brother Kirk. He's working on Sundays at times, but he don't want to be there. His desire is to be in the house of God. And that's why we're going to come together and pray and believe God. That God is going to give him his desire. Can you believe God for me? For him, for that today. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, listen, shall be filled. This is a day of worship. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and worship.
even though Job was going through, he worshiped. I know you're saying, I, w- I just wish somebody would come and prophesy over me. Somebody would come and lay hands over me. No, worship your way through. Worship your way through. Worship your way through. Come on and worship your way through. Let's just spend a couple of minutes in worshiping our way through. Begin to worship your way through. Just two minutes. Come on, just worship your way through. This is how your victory comes. When you worship in spite of the trial. When you worship in spite of the tests. When you worship even though it don't look good. When you worship even though you don't feel good. It's not about your outer appearance. It's about your soul. It's about your spirit crying out to God. Bless you, the Lord. Bless you, the Lord. Bless him. Bless him from your inner man. Bless him from your inner man. Bless him from your spirit. Let all the people praise him. Let all the people worship him. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. For the walls are coming down. Hallelujah. You're going from poverty to richness. In the name of Jesus. You're going from sick to healthy. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is changing your marriage right now as you begin to worship. Your spouse is being changed. Things are turning around right now as you begin to worship. God is changing things. God is moving things. He's strategically working on your behalf right now. Employment is coming. Finances is coming your way. Don't stress. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Stop stressing. Bless God. Bless Him. Bless Him. In spite of how you feel, bless Him. In spite of what they're saying, bless Him. A new president is not going to solve it. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Lord, I will bless you. I will bless the Lord at all times his praises shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me let us exalt his name together exalt him trust in him And he will give you the desires of your heart. We bless you, God. We bless you. We bless you. God bless you. We love you. Yes, sir. I need something hot in my throat. All right. Okay, thank you.